Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross Sections. Uh, today we're talking about Gemini Man. Uh, before we get into that, though, let's go around the table to say who's here. That's Mark. I'm a tired Ben. Bill Jarvis. And your host, Colin. Um, I don't even know whether to say my full name or not. Um, just depends if you want to get There's a lot of botkers, so it's probably just good to go with your first name. When I do, it feels weird. Like... If I piss someone off, I'm 100% getting doxxed one day. So, like Mark. they they know I'm Ben Young, they know I'm in marketing, and they know that I make shitty movies. That's all they need to know. They'll figure it out. Mark, one day. the day I want Come you to dox say your, me, bitches. To say your last name is the day that there's a second Mark here. <laughs> there you go. No, then he'll just be Mac. You didn't say you didn't call yourself Little Billy. <laughs> Mac, Mac, no, but, no, no, no. Wait, Mac Butker. Hold on, <laughs> Mac. So I think that my name is just one thing, Bill Jarvis. It's like saying like, oh, that's Brad over there. No, that's Brad Pitt over there. Okay, you just say the full name. He's not fucking I'm wrong. fucking Bill Jarvis. Okay? So yeah. you're 100% right, because right, I remember that in high school. You were always just Bill Jarvis. Um, But did you just compare yourself to Brad Pitt? I don't know. Did you interpret it that way? Kinda. Did you want to interpret it that way? I don't know. Are you I making that know. connection Maybe now? <laughs> Maybe that's the fault of my uh, charisma. Uh, what are we talking about? So anyway, about? Little Billy Jarvis, jaw. age 29. So, Let's start this fucking podcast. Yeah, today we're talking about Gemini Man, and I believe Ben has something prepped for us here. I always say Ben has something prepped for us because he never has something prepped for us. I just steal from other people. <laughs> there's a couple synopsis, synopses, and there's one that's like, an over-the-hill hitman faces off against a younger clone of himself. And I was like, that's too short. But is it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> Henry Brogan is an elite 51-year-old assassin who's ready to call it quits after completing his 72nd job. His plans get turned upside down when he becomes the target of a mysterious operative who can seemingly predict his every move. To his horror, Brogan soon learns that the man who's trying to kill him is his younger, faster, cloned version of his son. No, himself. I was yeah. going to say, it's <laughs> himself. Could you imagine a ton of Jaden clones, though? Oh, that would have been worse. <laughs> Just all of the marching. So much Twitter. How can mirrors be real if so our eyes aren't real? <laughs> so much Twitter. <laughs> <clears throat> so <laughs> so gemini man guys yeah <laughs> all right that's the podcast thank you for listening it wouldn't be our shortest podcast <laughs> <laughs> officially, officially now officially um we can't we don't talk about it no but this movie has a lot more history to it than we would think there's a lot of production hell as they call it um this movie was conceived in the 90s 97 uh which is according to our faithful ben young the butthole of cinema that's true that is true and it makes sense <laughs> has anyone seen i'm sorry to just kind of interject but interject all you has, want has man. anyone seen the sixth day no with arnold schwarzenegger no yes. a long I time haven't. ago it was just this movie this really? movie, it wasn't wasn't it all about like Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's cloned and shit, and like the clone deteriorates on the sixth day and he finds out he's a clone. It's different, but like it's the same concept. Oh yeah, that stupid ass movie. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. There's a lot of like '80s movies with numbers in them, so I know like it's confusing. I was gonna say. But no, he he gets cloned and he finds out he's a clone and. But like the clones die on the sixth day, which is why it's called that. But but the but the hot tip he got was the fact that he was trying to clone his dead dog. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. That was that's what led him to yeah. figuring out he was actually a super secret agent. I'm, I'm challenging you both right now to do a mini cast on that movie. Anyways, we, we should do like a a big just Arnold Schwarzenegger special. Oh my god, just I would love like that. Do 10 episodes 10 yeah. 10 movies of Arnold Schwarzenegger. We can get episode. the Running Man in there. We can get <laughs> See, I I get mixed up cuz I I've only seen the sequel 6 Days 7 Night. So <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like we should have an interjection of a podcast somewhere in here. Let's work on that. Sure. 
So, Production Hell. This movie's been around since the 90s. It's gone through a metric fuck ton of change. Yeah, um, this movie <laughs> was going to include uh, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, and Sean Connery. Wow. Though Sean Connery's been attached to more projects and not shown up in them. Your list. Uh, including The Matrix and The Lord of the Rings. Was he going to be Morpheus? Yes. Also Gandalf. I didn't know wow, that. I didn't yeah. know that either. He's supposed to be in The Lord of the Rings. Your list is more limited than the one I have about oh. who was going to lead the movie. Hit me. Harrison Ford, Chris O'Donnell, Mel Gibson, <laughs> John Voight, Nicolas Cage, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and Sean Connery. Oh my god. All were at one point attached to lead. Did you say my boy Chris O'Donnell was yes, going to be in this? Yes, he said that's, Chris O'Donnell. That's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, that's nuts. John Voight? Who at one point was like, I'm thinking John Voight. Mm, John Voight could have been good for Clive Owen's character. Maybe if they, maybe that's what it means. Because yeah, I, I That would have been good. I could see that. That's that's it though. Nothing. Honestly, for a movie that's been brewing for twenty two years, <laughs> we what also, were they doing? We also <laughs> don't know what the script looked like back then. Exactly. It could have been we're very different. That. Uh, which actually, let's bring that to that next point. So this movie was directed by Ang Lee, the bully, and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Who honestly, he shits gold. Yeah, he does time. good stuff. He has a bigger building than uh, Ron Howard, actually. So, of the screenplay, uh, I'm going to list from bottom to top in terms of uh, most recent. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to go with uh, Darren Lemke. Okay. He was the guy who created it. Yes. Came up with the idea. Billy Ray. Not Cyrus. Cyrus? No. <laughs> no. No, no, not Cyrus. Um, I think his biggest things were like Volcano. <laughs> Which was no, I love that movie. No, Stop. that's fine. I that's love fine. That movie. That's fine. That's fine. That was like the answer to Dante's Peak in a more fun. Uh, I, I don't know much about fun it, way. so I, I just uh, he's not bad. Uh, but David Benioff. So wow. I was uh, I was sitting. In the <laughs> he was theater. the final writer for this movie. I went to see this by myself because y'all had concerts and kids and whatever. And that's fine. So I'm by myself. Is that the complete opposite? Yeah. I can go to a concert or I can have a kid. Because <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much what it is. But there's no middle ground. In the middle, there's going to see Gemini Man by yourself. Um, No, and I was like sitting there and I was like, man, this dialogue is awful. Like, don't get me wrong. Will Smith does not know how to deliver lines. I don't know how he still acts because... Unless he's being specifically read lines, I'm convinced. Unless, like, I have something to say about that, but we'll we'll get into it. Fine, that's fair. I think, I personally, I think unless a director is line reading him, he doesn't know what to, what to do. And I was like, but I was like, this dialogue is just trash. Like everything, as far as like the the random exposition that comes in, like, uh, I was like, how did this even get to production? Yeah, that was a letdown. I was about to get up at the credits because I was like, whatever. And I stopped and I was like, no, I need to know. And I waited and there his fucking name flashed on the screen. Another probably could have been a cool idea ruined by none other than David fucking Benioff. <laughs> that dude's such a piece of shit. And honestly, I don't know how he keeps getting work. It's, I, I don't get it. He hasn't done anything successful in the last three years. He's like, our only Patreon subscriber, Ben. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> thanks, I guess. But also, <laughs> no, honestly, he was writing off the success of most of Game of Thrones, I think. I know, but there, so it, they brought him on and it did not pan off. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, has anyone watched Game of Thrones in the last couple of years? Yes, they have. Like, I would watch Game of Thrones and go, wait, you got who? Oh, no, 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 no. Go get J.J. Abrams or someone, please. For the love of God, it's better. Mm, honestly, this movie probably could have used J.J. Abrams. Mm, but I think he would have been good. It was so disjointed. I don't think he would have. He would have scrapped it. He would have <laughs> scrapped it. He would have just been like. No, there's a lot of promise to this movie. There, uh -huh. th This could have been great. But yeah. if you, it could have been a contender. Thanks, Mark. But if you... <laughs> But if he wasn't there at the foundation, J.J. Abrams would be like, nah, I'm out. He, he would scrap it. He would just be like, let's start over. 
for another 22 years. Maybe. It'd be like, you've been working 20 years on this? No, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. As soon as I heard it's been in production hell since 1997, I was like, what the hell have you people been doing? <laughs> well, we've seen movies be in production hell that long. Right. Yeah, but this is a little out there. It's a little too much. Um, I do believe the fact that the technology was not there for this movie to come out yet. I'm sure I, I, I do believe that. 100%. That makes sense. There is something here about that. Because um, Walt, because Disney originally had that. Really? Uh-huh. I did not know that. Yeah, Disney, Disney originally had this, and Tony Mur Don Murphy was, was originally going to produce it. And uh, at the time, according to this source that I don't have, at the time, Disney's now defunct animation visual effects department, uh, the Secret Lab is what they were called, developed a test short known as Human Face Project to create visual effects for the film, which would involve creating a younger CGI clone of the main actor. And uh, that obviously didn't pay out. I've never seen Human Face Project from Disney. I'm kind of glad I haven't. But uh, the technology, clearly that was the case. Clearly they looked back and they, they clearly they tried mm -hmm. and it didn't work out. And they're like, yeah, it can't be done. Sorry. Clearly 30 years later, it's not that much better. Well, yeah. I mean, well, for the most part, there's I, some parts I like. I have my complaints about the whole CGI of someone's face, making him look younger or just Recreating. someone who's been dead for 30 years. We just bring that actor back as we've mm. seen with Star Wars a couple times. Uh-huh. I think it can work. You just have to mix it in right, play it right. Um, usually has to do a lot with lighting, as we know. Lighting yep. is very difficult with CGI. They kind of just didn't give a fuck for this movie. Well, I disagree there. I think that um, for a lot of cases, I thought it was sometimes rough, but nearly all of um, Junior's scenes are in the dark. Right. And those are the good ones. Yes, it works. I suspended my disbelief and at that I, point. And because you can't really ever see him clearly. You can just kind of see he looks like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But the epilogue shows that they do not care. Yeah. They just I don't know what anyways. they were thinking with that. Because very, very obviously you can't fully light a face like that. You're going to have the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. You know, what did what did I yell about for an hour and a half on Rogue One? Did they not listen to me? It could have even been dusk. They could have still done the same did thing. Did you ever post yeah, exactly. it to Facebook? Because maybe they didn't listen to you. <laughs> I, so, I agree. For the most part, his scenes were in the dark, which I thought was good, and it helped that a lot. I was confused, though, during the, the fight scene in the catacombs. They're, they were in the darkness, and you they were moving so much you couldn't even really see their faces, and they still CGI'd some of them, some of their fight, which I didn't really understand. Uh, like, no, fully CGI'd their so bodies and I, stuff. I, I no, have they to did. tell you something. One oh, thing. One thing. You're going to go into the frame rate. Mm -hmm. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing uh, the, the higher frame rate. They actually did not CGI the bodies but you're not seeing motion blur, so you're thinking it's CGI. Uh, a lot of it is stunt stunt actors, but, and sorry, Bill, I know you had something to say, so go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I was going to say the um, how they did Junior in himself, he is 100% CGI. That is not like de-aging of Will Smith at all. That is, they captured. So Will Smith wore a motion cap suit. They took his face, his positions of his face, but everything... But none of the actual photography was taken from Will Smith. It was just a 100% Will Smith CGI model mm -hmm. Interesting. put into the computer so, or put into the film so that so that everything they did with Junior had nothing to do with Will Smith's physical appearance. Well, he still had a model, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, and he's still acting with someone. He's there still are supposedly the, like the crying scene when he's like hugging Clive Owen and stuff. That was actually Will Smith's tears. That wasn't CGI. That wasn't somebody else. Supposedly, that was Will Smith's tears. <laughs> That's such a weird fucking thing to say. That's so a weird, like, weird, so flex, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Did you know? Hey, 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 hey. Did you know that when, when Junior pissed in that scene... That was Will Smith's piss. No, I actually... I looked for things to back up my... I hate the CGI in this fucking movie so much. That was one of the things where they're just like, no, but the CGI of his tears were real. And I was like, 
That's, I, that's such an angry thing to happen. He's like, like someone's pissing on him and he's like, you know what, though? You know what, though? At least I had real tears. And they're like, what? <laughs> who, let, who let Ang Lee direct movies? Well, <laughs> I, that's not fair. No, he's no, had no, no. good ones. What I mean to say is that that guy, you're right. He, he is like that. Like No, absolutely. He and that's why I think that's why he's like 100% hit or 100% miss mm-hmm. is because he's so off kilter. Yeah. Like, um... Like you know Hulk, right? Was that is that the name of the movie? Yes. Hulk. Um, he he did the motion cap for Hulk, and that just blew my mind that there was this little man just letting out so much frustration and ruining a really nice franchise that could have been uh, something. I I he didn't ruin it though. The franchise carried on. Yeah, but nothing. Anyway, I hope this isn't offensive and stop me if it is. But I actually don't know what Angley looks like. I don't. Um, I always imagine him as the little lady from Poltergeist. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> is that that is it, right? No, that's one hundred percent. Is that offensive? I'm not sure, but if it is, we'll cut it. Is it offensive? No. All right, cool. Cut the part where I'm asking if we it's can offensive. make it offensive. Because <laughs> uh, well, isn't she? We won't get into it. Actually, Angley looks fantastic. It does um, he? Yes. He basically what Bill described him as. He just yeah, a small angry man, a small Hulk. Yes. Oh, he does look wonderful. He looks like a nice guy. Actually. Yeah, he does. Hey, Ang. So, uh, actually, to piggyback off of that, Will Smith. You guys might disagree with me, but I think in terms of being an emotional actor, he does a very good job. He can display the emotion that you want him to mm. portray. Uh, you can I, like, I agree with, with that. When he, like when he's things. having his jovial moments. You feel, they feel like genuine and and like I don't know the, the heavy emotional moments. Will Smith has proven he can. I think he I, can do them. I think you're right. I think and there's emotion in the in the script, and he has something to work with. He's he can be good, and that's so, seen in like Pursuit of Happiness and things like that. But then when yes, someone you know writes writes exposition into the script, he doesn't know what to do with it. And that's, not, it's, that's not his fault. Exposition is never the actor's fault. Never yes and no. Fault. Yes and no. I mean, in this case, the, the always the writer's was, fault. In this case, the script was bad, and I will blame the script first before yes. I blame Will Smith. But like, I will say this again and again. Look at Ewan McGregor. Look at the script he had to work with, and look at the performance he turned out for which movie? For episodes two and three. That's different. Is it, though? He worked with probably some of the worst scripts and some of the worst lines ever written by a person. Okay. And yet he made them iconic. Episodes two and three on their own are not great movies. They're not good movies. Well, you know, but we love them now. In reference of Star Wars, they're okay. But here's the thing. If Obi-Wan the series was uh, released in theaters. Star Wars internal. Podcast. What? Nothing. <laughs> Continue. What you say? No, it's, it's a podcast within a podcast. podcast. It's sci-fi. It's it, it's a connection to what we're talking no, about. No, he's not wrong. In the, if the Obi Wan series were released in theaters and Ewan McGregor walks out and says hello there, people will stand up and cheer. Because it's his delivery, it's his performance, it's his acting. It's a, it's a dumb line. He says hello there to a stupid robot, but people love the line, not because it was written, but because he acted it. So, with that being said, why couldn't Will Smith do something more? So, we're going to actually get into this point where I had just... And that was my point, by the way. I, I had just said that Will Smith is very good when it comes to emotion and acting. There's this weird thing with Will Smith, I would say the last... Well, not ten. Five years of his career. He's in this weird phase where he doesn't have the charisma that he used to. Yeah, I think that's true. He really doesn't. Well, it's, that's that's the science. His char- his charisma actually just carried him a lot of the time. He doesn't at this point. I mean, let's. Um, I could take it. So I actually part. was looking this up, and movies that he's very successful in are pre-existing intellectual properties. Movies where it's something new, something not visited upon the fan base, it struggles. And I think that's because he's not delivering. Independence Day, he carried that movie. Well, him and Jeff Goldblum to an extent, but they carried that movie. Well, that character was made for him. Yes. That's what it feels like, anyway. Could you not say that this character was not made for Will Smith? 
I think he could have crafted it to himself. I, I easily. This character was just ambiguous enough that they could have crafted it to Will Smith. Th- this could have been Bruce Willis. This could have been. Well, this yeah, I was been... about to say I could confidently and objectively say this character was not crafted for Will Smith. No, but it could have. <laughs> it could have been though. They I feel like been. Easily, okay. easily could have. Yes, he was that bland enough that they could have made this character to Will Smith if they wanted. Current, to. current Will Smith. I yes. get that. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I I feel like that wasn't just bound to Henry Brogan though. There, I feel like all the characters had there were scenes where they felt comfortable in their skin and then there were random scenes where it was just it's like is this the same movie that i've been watching for the Definitely. last hour any anytime anytime there was a close-up the movie suddenly stopped and we did a separate movie <laughs> and it was so weird because like like bathhouse scene you guys did you guys see an imax no no we didn't we saw standard that's a shame but um the yeah the bathhouse scene with the weird close-ups or when um when uh danny i was trying to remember character names just want to go character names when danny uh is telling him that like he's his that junior is his clone like they cut to these weird close-ups and i'm like you are shooting on 420 frames per second what are you doing like who no one needs to see the little facial twitch well, i i guess i don't mind seeing the facial twitches of mary elizabeth winstead does anybody but but like you have like all of this to work with. Let's see some wide shots. Let's see some beauty. Let's see some exterior going on. So I'm glad you pointed out the bathhouse scene. That just made me uncomfortable the whole time. I was like, oh, was what awful. the fuck is happening right now? Another scene I noticed is uh, after they team up with Junior, they're in the van and they're driving down the street. There was random fucking shots. And I was like, why are we doing this? Why is this a fucking thing? Yeah, I thought it was interesting, though. It was bad. It it was almost like there's the classic over the shoulder shot where there's two people having a conversation and you're over you see the shoulder and head like profile of one person while they're talking and then it switches views and you see the other person's profile. And it was almost like they were always in first person view in a lot of these shots. It, to the extent of when the uh what was his name, Yuri, in the bathhouse, he leans back in the shot where you're looking at him. And when they switch views to look back at Henry, the camera actually pans back too. I have one thought why this is weird, and it's because the film is meant to be seen in 3D. So it's possible that it would have it would have looked different in 3D. So it's possible we don't have all of it. I know that there's like only one theater around us up in Chicago at River East that um did it in 3D. Yeah. Well, they do it in 3D in 420 frames per second. Oh, and okay. I wanted to, but I was busy all weekend and I couldn't get up there. Um, and also, I shouldn't have to take a, a field trip every time I see a damn movie. Just put it in your other theaters. But that might be why it looked weird. Because I agree. His eyeline was weird. It was off. It didn't make any sense. Like, ugh, it felt like he was staring into my into my naked body. So going into, into this, it, I had heard about the fact that theaters were not being as uh, cooperative as they wanted to with well they don't have the tech for it a lot of them do not have the tech for it yes but at least in 3d i think we should have had that option well so what was really weird was when i uh, booked my ticket uh online and said imax 3d and i was like oh okay i haven't seen a 3d movie in a while and i walked in scanned my ticket and i was like he's like all right theater four on your left and i was like uh do i need glasses and he goes I'm like, yeah, glasses. He's like, it's not a 3D movie. Wow. I was like, what? All right, well, whatever. Well, that did that you pay for a 3D the point that? No, I have a theaters so. were not cooperating with uh, with the demands that they wanted for this movie. Yeah, it's definitely like a weird kind of situation that happened with this. I mean, you know, you get any kind of director that wants to buck the system of 24 frames per second. And you're going to have some problems. Um, I'm just checking here really quick. I just wanted to see. I wanted to make sure I had it right. What this movie was intended to be shown in. It was over 120 frames per second. But now I can't find it. I'm sorry. Oh no. Okay. So no. Sorry. It wasn't 420. It was 120 frames per second is what he was doing. Uh, and 4K is what he also had it in. Uh, 4K 3D. I'm, I'm sorry. 
Did you guys happen to check the budget and the box office for yes, this film over the weekend? Yes, I fucking checked the budget. Because that just blew my mind. So the budget for this film is $140 million, and the box office over the weekend was $20 million. Woof. And real talk, it's failing compared to, uh, not to date this, but as it's coming out, it's against the Joker. Or yeah. Joker, well, sorry. And... There People are, are speculating it's coming up against Adam's family. It's not going to do well in theaters. Adam's family is going to blow it out the water. I'm looking at a 62.1 worldwide box office at this point, and I don't expect it to be anywhere above number five in the box office next weekend. Got it. Uh, this is a flop. Yeah, which is hard. Flop. Disastrous. I like, like the concept. They just yes the concept is good but it was poorly poorly mm -hmm. executed and they did not pick the right people to execute it which is probably a big part of it there's clearly a reason disney jumped ship and ditched this thing and and it's just sad i mean everyone will be fine everyone will come out of this okay yes angley will smith you know, Jerry Brookheimer. The whole cast will be Jerry fine. Jerry Brookheimer's going to go, oh, no, I have to buy silver toilet paper next month. <laughs> like, the, and unfortunately, Dave David Benioff will come out on top, so whatever. Yeah. I hate that dude so much. There was uh, so much interesting content happening underneath, too, that... Yeah, I want to get into some like, of these They things. poorly capitalized on. They they kind of touched on a few really interesting concepts, and they I feel like they didn't... They spent... They the first half of the movie, I thought was solid. You know, they started broaching the the more uh, deeper aspects of what they were trying to get across, and then they were like, "All right, let's go back to action, and then more action, and then kind of polish off these these philosophical storylines really quick." Well, good. Can we talk about the like overall concept that they were trying to get across and how? idiotic it was well there's multiple like what the point was there were multiple concepts they were trying to get across like like the idea that like having more disposable human life yes than the better kind of human life which is you know natural humans versus clones i thought that that sort of moral conflict was idiotic at a, at a point, because I'm just like, okay, so obviously there's an ethical issue here of breeding human beings to die. Obvious ethical issue, so there is no struggle there in my mind, because there are so many better options. No, but... That's interesting, because in like I disagree with In a five-minute span, they cover so many things of, like, first, like, just eugenics broadly, like, okay, can you clone someone without their approval? They talk about things like... Uh, can you alter someone's DNA to like not feel pain, to not feel emotion? That was literally in like a minute they covered yeah, that. It's like yeah, yeah, holy right. shit! You're absolutely that's a right. lot of shit to talk about there. But the that, man, was, that they, was the whole that was the whole philosophical chunk of the movie in five minutes. They yeah. Were like, yeah. Oh shit, we forgot this part. And, and then they slapped they, it on they didn't yeah. even really address it either. They kind of just shot him. He's like, <laughs> well, don't do that to yourself, and without even like turn away or you know go outside he just shoots him right then and there right in front of his face like uh, just, okay you're doing him a huge favor i guess just cloning in general like this move this could have been three different movies easily they also touched on like nature Two, versus nurture want. and determinism like yes that's that was that was huge. the strongest point that's of the film so, so another thing is well, besides the action can we even a, this is where we get into the sci-fi aspect of this finally mm -hmm. can we even assume that if someone is cloned that they're going to have the same you know moral compass no we cannot well this movie assumes we can't assume but the movie assumes that it's based on nature uh i thought what was an interesting conclusion that angley and benioff and maybe Lemke when he created it, that they arrived at was that no father is better than toxic father. I thought that was a, something that I walked out of there and I was like, yeah. I was like, that's, that's an interesting one. I actually enjoyed that plot line because I thought that was good. you're the dad here, Bill. What do you think about that? What? Like, like an absent father is better than a toxic father. Yeah. Like, cause that's, that's the ar argument there at the end of the day. They were trying to drive that outside home. of the they cloning. They were trying to drive that home. I mean, 
yeah like i don't know i just like it's what it's the thing is that i give no credence to any of these philosophical ideas because they're all kind of muddled with this action film that was really just let's test out some cgi equipment well, don't like, be little don't be little and be judgmental towards action films because action films are awesome yeah but yeah I'm, I'm just I, talking about just as this concept like this okay so this one concept which is the idea that okay so let's break it down that junior mm-hmm. was raised by this man mm-hmm. correct and then um original will smith uh was <laughs> henry henry thank you uh was he wasn't raised by him correct i didn't he was, no attention. he no his clive owen was his commander in the that army his father left him when he was five okay so he was basically just an orphan didn't have mm-hmm. a father okay yeah i mean i'd say i'd say that that's a good point i'd say it's a good point to say that an absent father is better than than a toxic father. He I he mean, wasn't an orphan. He said he his mother was there. Yeah, he had his mother. But he left for his first uh, deployment, and then when he by the time he got back, she had passed. And his mother. He also mentions his mother hated him because mm-hmm. she saw his father whenever she saw him. So. Mm-hmm. I was probably looking at my phone at the time. I'm gonna back off this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for trying to discuss. <laughs> no, I I was just no, I was just making I'm that correction. I'm not saying you should stop. No, I like no. where you're going. I'm literally telling you I was looking at my phone at this point, so <laughs> I'm not going to comment on okay. it. Um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, unfair at certain points to dismiss like the movie on all levels because the philosophy is bad. I, I, in a lot of, I think, like The Matrix, I think the philosophy is flawed in a lot of ways. I think philosophy in general, especially when you start to di- dissect it, depending on the concept that you're talking about, is stupid because all that matters is what is, not what we think it is. Um, but, you know, it's all about humoring those ideas and kind of working through them. And what, philosophy, what is philosophy except just kind of playing with ideas? It's not an actual concept. It means nothing. I think this movie raises questions and it doesn't mean to raise those questions or at least it does a very poor job of raising those questions. Um, yeah, it absolutely They just, they don't tackle it or answer it in any sort of way that resembles a cohesive. 100%. However, since we have been trashing on this movie the whole time, I think it has, it is important to talk about how uh, it had some of the best action scenes I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, yes, 100%. Really, it was like, amazing. like, the motorcycle chase in Colombia is probably going to go down as probably one of my favorite action scenes of the decade. Like, that was fantastic. It's tough, yeah. to, it's tough to compete with anything Mad Max Fury Road at this point, because yeah. everything in that is brilliant. But that motorcycle chase, I thought, was fucking crazy yeah. good. And, and, then the, and it was quick. Yeah. Which I love about it. Yeah, it didn't take forever. And like it culminated in this awesome like fight where he uses the motorcycle as a weapon. I thought that was just the craziest. Like once his clip ran out, yeah. Like he he's fucking like comes up and spins it around on him and smacks him in the face. I literally was just like, ooh. And um even going forward, like this scene with um in the catacombs i liked it i liked the chaos of it it reflected the chaos of the situation both what's going through junior's mind and what's going through henry's mind like it doesn't you can't get a good look and it's i was worried it was gonna end up where like for a second i was like oh god they're gonna she won't know which one's which and i was like oh wait they're different (laughs) ages But, uh, he's got a goatee. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was just so much fun to watch. Like, I don't get me wrong. I walked out of that movie and I was like, well, OK, I like I won't recommend it to anyone, um, you know, but I, I didn't hate that I sat through it because I had fun at least. So, sure. I actually went to see this with Mark and I right away. I was like, this is a bad movie. Mark was like, yes, it was a bad. Movie. Yes, absolutely. Like, he agreed with me. He knew right away. Um, But I said, like. You can forgive it, because at the end of the day, I was entertained by it. Absolutely. I, it was entertaining. I, I don't hate I, the movie. I'm glad I went and saw it. Like, I just feel like the, the first 60 minutes, I was really enjoying it. I think that's why I was let down more than anything by the end, is that I was really liking where they were going at the beginning. 
and they just didn't follow through on it. And it slows to a halt too. It it's does, like, yeah. It's like by, after Columbia, you're just like, okay. I agree on the I agree on the action too. Some of the choreography early on is great, um, but once they get into any action sequence where there's fist fighting or you know martial arts going on, it unfortunately they were way too close and you can't see anything, which is really common in action movies and which is wildly stupid because they had these 4k 120 frames per second cameras that they should have right used and that's the thing like ang lee wants to talk about like how he is like oh you know we use this great technology but the world's not ready for it and i'm like you're clearly not ready for it (laughs) you're clearly don't know what to do with it because if i I would have shot everything wide in this. I would have shot everything wide. I would have seen everything. Um, that would have helped with the CGI as well. The one close fight I liked was Mary Elizabeth Winstead's when she kicked the dude's ass in the boathouse. Yes, that was great. That was a great scene. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I love wow. her. I love everything about her, as we'll find out soon. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I think this movie was great. I think it tried to tell too many different stories at once. Absolutely. This could have easily been three movies. Yeah, like Bill said, it is a mess. Like yes. it's. Uh, I mean, we were not... getting that Jason Bourne thing, and not even in a distasteful way. Like I loved the whole first act of this movie. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just poorly, poorly handled, poorly managed. Um, I mean, you could say this movie was doomed from the start. Yes. You know, when you look back, I don't, you know, maybe Angeli thought he could save it. You know, it's a cool idea. Like, it's, you know, technology where it is. You could definitely try. I've seen it done better. They've done a good job. I mean, I think that in the dark, it was better than Tarkin. That's for sure. Well, but they didn't even try to put Tarkin in the dark that much. That's the thing. I think they could have made yeah, it better. Yeah, for the most part, you're right, yeah. I, they could have made it better. Rogue One do? could have been better for the upset. <laughs> Rogue One's, you can't Rogue say one's those worse, words. Than, Rogue one's say... worse than some prequels, but well, we won't get into that today. Yeah. Um, we got a whole Star Wars podcast coming up in December. We got two Star Wars podcasts coming up in December. No, we're, we're doing the retrospective, it. right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. from that. I'm just, it's just yes. gonna be the that's the one where Ben Rogue talks one. about Rogue One for five hours. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch Solo too before then. Mm. Finally, you still Please haven't do. seen it? Oh my! Oh, Ben, Lord. you're gonna love it. I think we you should will. get into this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, going back to this point of uh, Tarkin, no, um, Junior. Yes, the CGI Tarkin. was great, but the lighting killed it. I really think it did. Yeah, I thought it was an admirable job. Um, Good try, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a it's a test. It was a CGI test. I would say that here's the question: Does this technology have a future? Yes. You think? Oh, you yes. think there's somewhere beyond this? One hundred percent. This. That's interesting. This is going to go forward. This is going to be very big. Because you know something. Oh, I was going to say, because, um, I mean, the thing we're battling right now is the Uncanny Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that that's 100%. the biggest thing. Yeah, if absolutely. If we get over that hump of the Uncanny Valley, then... Uh, Cinema has tackled in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. But this is like kind of that last hump, that last hurdle that they have to get. Tackle. I still, I still think there's a ways to go. I think, still think there's a ways to go with the Uncanny And if anybody doesn't know, that means that the closer you get to realism the more it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And so once you get past that hump, then you can get into, you know, I don't know, super realism or something like that. Or But isn't the point of the uncanny valley that it is a valley that right. once you're in it, you're not going to be able to get out. Right. And and that's so the goal is constantly pushed. Right. Absolutely. It's like it goes to infinity. Like you're you don't get out. There's always going to be some sort of uh, There's just, always going to be just, something off. I mean, the only way they could really do it is just not tell us. Right. Maybe, maybe if I didn't know that that was Will Smith playing Junior and someone convinced me it was Jaden Smith, I would have I would have maybe bought it. And I probably would have wouldn't have questioned it until the last scene where I'm like, why did Jaden Smith look so weird? Did he get punched? Here's how (laughs) I want to frame CGI and depicting people. Ready? 
in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, what two and three, you get Bill Nye. Some of my favorite his CGI, CGI is clearly CGI, but you suspend that disbelief. Yeah, like, it just makes sense because it doesn't it looks, look real, but it looks good. Right, but it doesn't it look, look like something that exists, so we accept right. it. But as soon as we're trying to put and. I hate to say this, but this is how a lot of people have reviewed this. They keep referring to younger Will Smith as the Fresh Prince. I mean, he 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 looks yes. like him when well, he was on what, Fresh Prince. That's what they wanted. But as soon as you put him on the screen next to Will Smith, it's like, I don't believe that. 100%. I, I, I can't buy that. Especially in the light of day. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, there were, <laughs> what, I mean, we, what in the hell is even <laughs> that? <laughs> we... We literally daddy, just chill. Uh, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> we literally Could just reviewed Daddy Chill. <laughs> daddy Chill. Sorry, that's, Mark. That's it. What if, was I, if it's not a stinger or a <laughs> cold open, then it's a title. No, we we just did uh, the Matrix, and I mean, it really has been at least a decade since I've seen the Matrix. The CGI looks better than half the movies I've seen in the last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, I can't believe it. And it's because they use it very sparingly. Yep. You know, when they use it, it's not to replicate things that you know don't look that way. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when he's, the agents are taking over a body and the face is all distorted. It looks, it's like you said, it doesn't look real already. It's not, it's not a thing that exists that you have a reference point to. So it looks awkward already. And it works. Yeah, they can convince us it's real because it's never been real before. So we're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's always been my thing with, like, I know this is off topic, but since we're on the topic of CGI, that is my thing with, like, the Pokemon and Detective Pikachu. Like, they didn't look real, but they're based on animals. So that was always, like, a conflict that I had where I was like, he should look like a mouse. Like, Pikachu should look like a mouse. Oh, but he's not, he's not real. We can do whatever we want. And I'm like, you're crossing a line here. He should look like a fucking mouse if you're going to do it in real life. <laughs> like CGI is one of those like weird tiptoe like um, high wire acts. Sorry, I don't know why I couldn't think of high wire. High wire acts where it's like it's the same thing with Star Wars. Everyone wants the same but different. And CGI, everyone wants real but not. And if you the moment you lean a little bit too far to one side, you're going to fall and you're going to screw up. And that's what happened here is he, he just leaned a little bit too much to try and get it real. Didn't work. Yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard to, uh, cause, cause the thing that you're trying to convince is the human brain, which is yes. very, 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 very good at identifying faces. Absolutely. And whether a face is real or not. So to try and replicate a human's face is probably one of the trickiest things you could ever try to do. You could either, I mean, I don't know how you do it in a film, you know, like, so there is there is something to like with blue blocker sunglasses, like exposing your brain to something that's not normal for a certain amount of time. Your brain just learns to adjust around it. But because of what they were doing, they were only giving you short exposure bursts of it. So every time it was like, OK, we're going to go back to all the other cast that is real and then just show you 20 seconds of his face. And I feel like that you weren't able, you never had the chance to adjust to it. It was like a constant shock every time you saw it because it was different. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's, there's something to explore there. I, I, I agree. Wow. I don't know if we could. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if we could adjust to it. I guess we'd have to see one day and find out. Like just stick a CGI person in front of me for a few hours. I mean, like, just honestly, like, I just think the right, technology's not there. I think in terms of lighting. Lighting is what killed a lot of this for me. It just didn't look natural. It didn't look real. But is lighting the problem, or is lighting the sol- is is lighting the revealer? Is lighting what goes? Look, it's not real. Like I, it, that's not a problem. It just is revealing the truth. I just wanted to finish my statement because I sorry. I, I guess no. Like I, when I finished, I felt like I had made my point. But I think more what I was trying to say is not that they could just do more CGI and it would look better. But like if you look at other media like like video gaming or animation when you're watching it you get you know entranced in it and you get caught up and you don't feel like there's that juxtaposition but because it's just one of the characters in the movie yeah 
it it stands out because there's the constant switching off. So w- would you say it's an all or nothing kind of thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, that like either we make super realistic characters and have the entire cast be that, but you think that intermingling the real world and CGI is just never going to work. You're not never, but like uh, you have like a scanner darkly and things like that, where it's an overlay and the whole movie is done in that that view i mean that's that's really an interesting idea to me that's really cool because you're right so your suspension of disbelief that this cgi let's say human being is not believable enough and it takes you out of the film it takes you out of the mood then that's a big deal and like so so like you said in certain media we just accept it right we accept that you know i don't know Call of Duty, everybody is animated a certain way, so we believe it. We get into the mood and we understand the emotions of the characters, and we're not even thinking about the fact that they're animated, you know, computer-generated models. You don't think about it because it's all accepted. I guess that's a good point, Mark. Yeah, I like that. No, thank you. That actually holds a lot of water. Here's where I'm really excited to announce my new remake for Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is going to look really creepy again. Which I was 100% sure that George Clooney was a voice in that. (laughs) Turns out he wasn't. It's funny how that works out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you think there's a cast member and then there's not. That's really interesting, actually, because I was for a while convinced that George Clooney wasn't in ER. (laughs) And it turns out he was. I just didn't watch far enough back. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so (laughs) before we get off topic again, I just want to go around the table of good sci-fi, bad sci-fi. I'm going to start with my man across the table here, Ben. What up? Is this good sci-fi or is this bad sci-fi? Uh, bad sci-fi, but a uh, cool action movie. Like if you're if you're looking for some silly action, check it out. But more importantly, if you're like near a theater that's actually showing it and what like, how it's supposed to be seen, I'd say give it a chance because like maybe it'd be cooler. Yeah. Who knows? Why not? If you if you're willing to spend the money. All right. Mark. I I think the sci-fi concepts they're touching on are. Are a good basis for something to work off of, but they it was poorly executed, in my opinion. I was entertained enough that I don't regret seeing it or anything like that. I agree. I think they were asking questions, albeit very late and almost unintentionally, but uh, <laughs> there was something there that they could have really touched upon and grown upon, but they didn't. They swept it under the rug. I would say this is bad sci-fi. I'd say that this is, uh, in my taste of sci-fi, bad sci-fi. I'd say that if you're looking for something that's, like you said, a fun action film that you could see in extremely high quality, extreme high quality, then go for it. But other than that, it's not the deep, thought-provoking sci-fi that I prefer. So I'd say bad. All right. I think just around the table that was a bad sci-fi. Um. Hopefully, people listening uh, agree or disagree. I don't know. Let us know. It's tough to argue in favor of this movie and its sci-fi concepts. Like, There's a lot of things I forgive about this movie, but in terms of sci-fi, no. Oh, yeah, no. Definitely not. Uh, All right. I think that's all we have tonight. Um, Next week is our spooktacular special oh i can't wait oh it's gonna be fun because do you want to explain it to them like what we're gonna do so every single person involved in this podcast and when i say every single person i mean the people that show up that night um are going to talk about their favorite sci-fi horror nobody has any idea what people are going to talk about at least involved in the cast like it's gonna be just a surprise and i can't wait for it it's gonna be fun it won't be event horizon oh someone's going to pick event horizon Uh, there i say you have a 30 percent chance someone's (laughs) going to pick event horizon i just know someone's i hope not just because we've talked about it already i agree but maybe they have something else to cover i know somebody's going to pick it maybe it's mine 
Oh God! I, <laughs> I know it's not for a fact. The ultimate twist. <laughs> I know the listeners know it's not for a fact. You're not going to pick Event Horizon. Um, aside from that, uh, going into the next month, we're going to be hitting, as we said, a couple weeks of Star Wars. Um, we also have coming up uh, our first video game in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last of Us. Can't wait for that. I know Mark has been experiencing it recently. Ben's been waiting, and Jason's been waiting to experience it with I'm, us. I'm replaying it, and I'm caught in a bug, and I'm getting really mad. Oh, God. I'm in a bug loop. That's terrible. So i got to um, figure that out. Aside from that, do we, do we have anything else planned for November? We had a couple things. Uh, Mandalorian at some point. Yes, um, we're going to hit on that. We're going to give you guys, guys time to watch it before we actually uh, touch on it. So We'll have a more concrete idea when it comes to The Last of Us podcast. We'll let you all know then. And, and... And sorry, if you're listening to this, go tweet, message, comment on our page to Colin and tell him to read the comics I gave him so that we can officially decide whether we're going to do this comic book or not, because I think it is fantastic sci-fi. However, there are some serious, I understand some serious issues with it. So go tell him to read it. Thank you. Sorry, he didn't no. list what the comic was. Oh, no, he doesn't have to. Don't want to he say have to. No. Um, and then another release coming up is My Child. So there's going to be a baby involved. So I'll watch the YouTube cutscenes of The Last of Us. Understandable. <laughs> oh, I don't they're still, to play They're that. still very oh, compelling. You'll enjoy I don't, it. I don't know what did. your baby's going to have to say about sci-fi and philosophy. Dude, this, this kid better have some input, because the last one was a dud. You could watch a Let's Play of Last of Us and still get the same intrinsic value from it. You think Absolutely. so? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. It's a good story. It's, it's the story. Like, you get, you get all your... We, we shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, process. yeah. <laughs> Save it for the cast, guys. Save it for the fucking right. cast. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, if you can give a like and, more importantly, a subscribe, and even more importantly, leave a review. And uh, get back at us. We'll see you next time on Sci-Fi Cross Sections. Bye. Okay, that's the end of the cast, Miller. Thanks. So can we do a better fucking movie next time?